T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa dematis Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm Ann Baldwin, President and CEO of Baldwin Media, one of your hosts. And I'm Lisa dematis Lapori, CEO from The Connection. And it's uh, another good day, right? We're above the ground, as they say. We're above the ground. So we've had some exciting things going on the past couple of weeks. We did attend the Governor's Ball. We should, you know, it's been a little while, but we got to go to that, and that was a nice evening. It was a beautiful evening. Everybody got all dressed up. You looked really pretty. So did you. Oh, my gosh. It was just so much fun to it see what a- everybody wore, and I got to see all my old media friends and run into those. That's always a treasure for me, and you ran into some folks that you work with at various agencies. So That was great. Yeah. yeah, that was really great connections. It was good to see people out having fun, dancing, and all dressed up. Yeah, it, it was, was a good nice. night. It was a good night. So I'm really excited. Um, you know, the Feral Treatment Center, I'm here in New Britain. My office is here in New Britain, and so is Feral Treatment Center. And they've always been um, a longtime um, friend of this program. And I'm really excited that we have a special guest today. We have 27-year-old Ian. We're just going to use Ian's first name, right, Ian? Yes. And Ian, tell us what... Today is? Today is my uh, clean day. Today I'm clean uh, two years from drugs and alcohol. Oh, yay! yay. I wish we had a bigger audience to clap here in the studio, but that is such a great accomplishment. Thank you so much. Ian, I mean, two years clean. You know, I'm going on 10, and I know what you've been through, but I don't really know what you've been through because everybody's situation is different, right? Right, right. So that's what we want to talk about with Ian today, and I always like to start with what happened. Um... Man, a, a life of just uh, low self-esteem, um, not being comfortable in my own skin, um, and just uh, an obsessive-compulsive disease that uh, that forced me to do things that I didn't really want to do until I, um, through, like you mentioned, Feral Treatment Center, really saved my life. Um, it was a long road getting there, probably 15 to 25, 10 years of using as wow. a young man, mm-hmm. um, and it's a progressive disease. So it started with marijuana and alcohol and progressed to, um, to pretty much everything um, to a point that I was living in a place that was very undesirable uh, with rats and roaches and, and just really not wanting to do it anymore, really not knowing a way out. Um, and then I started getting arrested, right? It's a progressive disease. So, Ian, I know we don't want to glorify the drug, right? Mm-hmm. But there's two points out of what you made there that you said it started with marijuana. And I just want to make the point, in my own personal opinion, if you don't think that marijuana is a gateway drug, if you don't think that it starts there and can escalate, 
you are a perfect testimony to that. That's why, you know, this whole legalization thing, that which is a whole nother show, but it can start there. And then you said it got into everything. So you were doing all kinds of drugs. And then, may I ask what you got arrested for? Yeah, I, uh, I walked into a, a courthouse with a bundle of heroin on me. Uh, Truly, that's, that's where the disease brought me, a uh, definition of insanity. Really wow. just crazy. And so then what happened after that, Ian? They found it yep. on my person, and I, uh, I, I ran out the door. I thought I could get away, and I did. Um, but the disease of addiction had me so twisted that I actually went back to the courthouse to try to get some money in a jacket that I had left there. Tried to go back to get money, and I was going to not ask for the drugs, of course, but I just uh, everything that I had was in that jacket. And wow. so I went to go back. That's how twisted I was, that I thought that I could get something back after I had just run out of a state official building. So you're dealing with possession then? You're dealing with evading? Right. Uh, and, you know, that sounds like a felony possession charge, right? It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, on state property, it's, it's definitely not a good situation. Wow. Definitely. So, Ian, how much time did you do? Um, before I was granted a JRI bed, before I was uh, allowed to go to a treatment center, I served three months. Okay. Had that been the first time you were in jail? Previously, within the last the 12 months before that, I had done um, a month, uh, three months before. And that's sort of where I realized that something had to give because um, in the year previous, 2016, I had done a month. And then three months later, I found myself right back in the same building. And Did you detox in prison? Both times, yes. How's that? <laughs> it's painful. That's, uh, you don't wish that upon your worst enemy. That's really not a place that you want to be. So, Feral Treatment Center. Um, Feral Treatment Center, you know, it's a, a shelter for homeless men um, in addiction. And uh, it's located at the St. Mary's um, Convent, right? So, um, they, re- they renamed it the Resurrection House. So, talk a little bit about how you came to Feral and what exactly Feral came to you with. Because you got to meet the That's people right. where they're at. That's the truth. Um, that was very well said. Um, was granted a JRI bed. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know that recovery was possible. Um, but I knew it was going to get me out of jail. And that was my modus operandi at the time. That was my primary focus. Um, so I show up, I was driven straight from the courthouse, straight to Farrell. Um, and immediately just felt a, a sort of energy in that building. It's, uh, there's something special. I'm forever blessed and uh, just immensely grateful to, uh, to have found myself there uh, in a program that I'm involved with. They say that God does for us what we can't do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that's his presence in my life that brought me to a place where um, I was given a toolbox, right? I was given a toolbox to deal with things that I was not previously able to deal with. I had to run to the dealer um, to get out of sight of myself. Today, I can feel the feelings that I feel I can deal with the thoughts that I have. I don't have to spend every last penny that I have trying to get outside of myself. You know, and Farrell has intensive clinical residential treatment uh, programs for males only. Ian, can you tell us about your treatment experience? Um, did you, besides counseling, obviously, you received while you were there. It's a residential program. How long were you there? Um, what are the components of the program? Did you have medical, medical assisted treatment, et cetera? Um, it's a 28-day program. Um, so I was there for the full 28 days, probably one of the first things that I fully completed in my life. Um, I did not receive medic- medically assisted treatment um, because I had detoxed in prison. So I, mm-hmm. I had a, 
a few months clean at that time. I didn't have the drugs in my system. However, I, I, a few of the guys around me um, that I got close with, they use it. As, it's, a, it's a beneficial thing. If, like you said, meeting people where they're at. Um, if it's needed, if it's not abused and used in the right way, um, it could definitely be a tool to get someone completely, completely clean I agree. at some point. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were there for 28 days. And what happened after that? After the 28 days, intensive, lots of groups, lots of information. Um, wow. I, uh, I was given, um, there's a program called Basic Needs. The YMCA in New Britain has housing for uh, men. Um, and a few guys went over there. Um, so the day I graduated, I took my two months of basic needs, basically no rent. Um, they give you an opportunity to get on your feet, right? Uh, they give you a little bit of um, just like a $50 gift card so you can eat, just little things like that, give you a place to stay, a roof over your head so that you can, um, with, with the tools that I got from Feral, get a start, right? They don't turn you back onto the street with, with nothing armed but information. They give you a, give you a really good shot, and I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. Um, I went over there with guys from the treatment center not everybody but it's it's good just a few of us and i and i'll never forget just being in the ymca in new britain on the basic needs not having to rush and get a job being able to continue to build my foundation in recovery um and i just said to said to my friend like i want to get high but i'm not going to do it just for today i'm not going to put any drink or drug in my body i'm going to go to sleep tonight without having news and I can deal with that the next day because that's what I learned at Farrell. Let me ask you a question too because I know, you know, I had one of those um, high society uh, rehabs uh, situations where I had an intervention and I ended up in a really beautiful place in Utah and I paid dearly for that mm-hmm. to the tune of $30,000, but I'm sober today, right? So you're at Feral Treatment Center. What is it like there? What do you feel like? Because I feel sometimes the barrier to recovery is knowing what you're walking into. So when you walk through the front doors of Feral, did you feel like they treated you with respect? I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. How did you feel when you went into that place for the first time? Truly felt uh, like I was being treated with respect, being understood, not looked down on as I had felt, right? large part of this disease is, is the low self-esteem thing. I, people were definitely, the term that you use, meeting people where they're at, was perfect. Um, understanding what I was going through better than I was. People being able to speak to me about things that I had gone through and dealt with and had told nobody about. I truly thought that I was alone in this thing. Um, I was not a person that used with a lot of people. I tried to keep it a secret. Um, but to really understand that there were other people going through things and that there was a way through this, um, a way to another side, to a better way to live. Farrell really showed me that. Um, it, it set up an amazing foundation for the life that I live today. I couldn't have done it alone. So what? Ha- this is so great. This is such a isn't it compelling? Inspiring. I just want you to talk the whole half hour. Yeah, it's a very inspiring story, and you just have such positive energy, mm, and you're you. just so eloquently spoken about your life story and it's really it's very hard to do that I mean I think it takes a lot of strength to be able to talk about your past and where you are and so I'm very grateful for absolutely for you being here today and Appreciate what you that. stand for and for all our listeners um, out there this is um, this is why at the connection we do the work we do and we work closely with uh, David Borzolino my uh, peer CEO at the um, Feral Treatment Center because we're all committed in Connecticut to working with folks like you and fight the good fight because programs are needed and you're a perfect example. Why, Ian? Really, it's amazing. So 
you were at the Y. What happened after the Y? How long were you there? And then what happened for you after that? What doors opened for you? Um, the two months of basic needs was what I was given at the Y. Um, and through that time, I continued to build my foundation um, in recovery in a new way of living, um, using the tools that I had learned from Farrell and the direction that I had been given, um, following a 12-step program, doing the things that I had continued to learn. Um, I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. What's comfortable for me is, is not where I want to be. Um, so I had to get out of my comfort zone. Um, I met a lot of people who were doing the same thing. That's a big part of this recovery thing, networking and meeting people. Mm -hmm. um, one of the biggest changing points in my life was the NBA Finals came on. And um, I shared, I, I told somebody, listen, I don't know where to watch basketball. I don't have a TV in my room, and I'm afraid that if I wait until the day that this game is on, I'm going to be in a bar. And if I wind up in a bar stool, it's going to be probably the second quarter before it drinks in front of me. I need help. I don't know how to watch this game. And he said, come to, come to my sober house. We'll be watching the game. Oh, it's, wow. It's just so amazing. You have to ask for help. Mm -hmm. But often you ask and, and you get an answer. I came, went to the sober house that night. I went for game two, three, four, and five. <laughs> wound up living there a month later. Wow, that's wow. fantastic. That's awesome. If you're just tuning in, we're uh, speaking with 27-year-old Ian and uh, celebrating his two-year anniversary of being clean and sober. And we also want to, um, you know, really hats off to all the programs out there that help these Absolutely. folks. Absolutely. Um, you know, you deal with programs with Department of Corrections, Lisa at the Connection, um, mental health services. You know, you all work together really as we do. a village. We do. So I want to make sure that people get the information. If you don't need it to now, you I want to give people the information. You may not need it now, but if you do need it someday, or more importantly, you know somebody who might need it, um, I want to give you their website, and it is feral, F-A-R-R-E-L-L, dash, T as in Tom, C as in cat, dot com. So that's feral, dash, T-C for treatment center, dot com. They're located in New Britain. Um, originally was a men's program, but now they've also got programs that include women as well. So, you know, oftentimes I feel like it's not always the person who's addicted that reaches out for the help. And it's so important for other family members and people who care about people to have those resources. Because I know in my family situation, they didn't know where to start. They didn't know where to go. So it's just so important that people get that information and uh, and get that out there. But you, what an amazing story sitting across from us here. And you mentioned it earlier, Lisa. It's not easy to walk into a studio. No, it's not. First of all, it's not easy to talk about your recovery for a lot of people. But yet to do it so publicly and so eloquently is just, um, it's just su such a bonus. So what are you grateful for today? Today, I mean... Topic of conversation, Feral Treatment Center, I just give them another shout out because um, they changed my life, truly. They planted the seeds that allow me to continue to become the man that I'm becoming. Um, just quickly, again, they didn't, didn't just end with the inpatient. I went to the intensive outpatient. I continue to go to the once a week outpatient therapy well past uh, the required time because it's helpful, because I can give back what was given to me. I can be a beacon of light and hope. I can tell people about the things that I'm doing and tell them that this stuff works, that there is a way to get past what we were dealing with. Um, I'm just I'm grateful for life, for a peace of mind, um, all of the gifts of recovery that I have to be a son to my parents, a brother to my sister. Um, 
an actual fun- functioning member of society. But what you didn't mention is you've got a girlfriend. <laughs> I do. Uh, someone, uh, a positive, healthy relationship in my life. Um, someone that I can build and grow with. Interested in the things that I'm interested in. She's great. She always has these wonderful ideas for little day trips and things like that. Things that I've never done and all she ever asks is that I'm interested in, that I'm, I'm willing to go, which I am. And I never had the ideas. I never know where to go, but I'm always interested and down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really... It's really important. I had to take the time to focus on myself. They taught me uh, in Feral, don't rush into a relationship. Focus yep. on yourself. And I did that. I took the time to, to find that self-love, that self-care, to find out the things I need to do to keep myself in this space, in this energy. And once I did, I'm a firm believer that if you focus on yourself, build your own life. Give to yourself. You can't pour from empty cups. So take care of yourself first, and, and life will grant you that partner, that person to, to, to go through the rest of this with. And, um, I think I might have found that. I'm enjoying it. I'm taking it slow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that's wonderful, wonderful life. And he's so cute. Are <laughs> you so cute? We got to point that out. Andrew is so cute. That's inappropriate for me to say. Oh. But you know what? I got to point out the obvious here because <laughs> this is radio, man. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> That's and really you must fantastic. too. You, you see all the you see the stories, Lisa. You see the good and the bad. You see the struggles. The from so many different angles. And to have someone you know like Ian, um, who's made it so far but yet also acknowledges that you know you don't just fix it and not work at it to keep it going it's every day every minute sometimes every second of the day whatever it takes whatever it takes and um, that's what's so inspirational especially the road that you've shared with us and where you are today is really it's really astonishing it's um you're really a role model to folks out there in general and um i think you're just a pillar of the of example that you can make changes. And like you said, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Growth for anyone is stepping out of your comfort zone. The minute you start getting comfortable, that's when you get into trouble and you take things for granted. And um, so that's what, it's just refreshing to hear you say that. So now you've, you're, you know, what else is going on with you? So now you have a healthy relationship, which is amazing. You're clean and sober. You're working at it every second of the day. You're doing what you need to do. And what else is going on? What's happening with you for work or life or career? Or what's your future look like? Life, I'm, I'm working in the restaurant industry currently. It's something that I did, I have done for probably about four or five years. Um, so I went back to something that I know that I was comfortable with um, to keep a roof over my head, to, to get the things that I like. And it's amazing. You get into this recovery thing and all of a sudden you can save a lot of money because you're not running around spending it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that, um, but I'm not entirely happy there. It's something, uh, something that I've done, but I want to go further. So I, I recently enrolled in school, uh, completed my first semester uh, with a 3.65 GPA. What? Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm uh, super proud of myself. It's something that I've never done before. I've been to several colleges, um, but I'm in Manchester. I'm enrolled in the DARK program. That's uh, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation uh, sort of program that'll give me, um, with a two-year associate's degree, it'll give me a certificate that'll get me out of the restaurant industry and allow me to work in treatment centers alongside you guys, allow me to uh, to do a lot more, open a lot more doors. Um, so that's, that's what's that's on the fantastic. Yeah. That's a great um, average, and do you love? You must love it. I'm so proud of myself. I, I, it's, it's all from recovery. It all goes back to that first day at Farrell, getting outside my comfort zone, listening, using that toolbox that I was given, the seeds that were planted. You know, and hats off to the Department of Correction as well, because if the Department of Correction didn't say to you, 
we've got this program and we've got space available for you. You know, that's where the whole system really has to work together. It does. Because it gave you an opportunity to shorten your sentence Mm -hmm. um, and it gave you an opportunity to get into recovery earlier. So give back. To give back. back. And that's what you're going to do with this. So that's what people have to understand. You know, why all these resources go into this and that? This is the perfect example with given the right you know, um, point of entry and having somebody that knows the value of a place like Farrell, this didn't just happen on its own. I know that. Right? No, truly. You wouldn't be sitting here today, Ian. Maybe you might not myself. even be alive today if truly. you didn't find that program. Truly. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yeah. So school, was it, what was it like to go back to school? It was, it was scary at first. All of those voices in my head that are still there, right? The voice doesn't go away, but I have ways to deal with them now. Um, that told me that I wasn't good enough, that I was doing it too early in my recovery, um, that I wasn't going to make a success of it, that I had tried, that I'm not worth it. All of those things that told me that I couldn't do it, I have a way to deal with them. And I just dove in head first like I did with recovery. Um, that's what I do today, right? The only thing to fear is fear, fear itself, they say. So I try not to be afraid of things. I take my time and um, I approach them diligently. Studying and writing papers for hours a day is, is something that I've never done. I truly couldn't do it. I just couldn't sit still for mm-hmm. long enough. There was because you're always thinking about the drink or the drug, right? Always the next one, yes. chasing the yep. next one. That's but I right. can sit for six and seven hours and write an essay and and go. And if I don't get the grade that I wanted, I'm allowed to rewrite it. I don't say, oh, well, he gave me that grade. I can't do any better. I go and rewrite an essay, which I did this semester because I have goals. I, I believe in myself. I know that if I put the work in, I'm going to get what I want out of it. So I rewrote an essay. I, I've never been an A and B student, never in my life. It's amazing. It is. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, I just want to back up a little bit. Right. Um, do you have family? I mean, what was it in your, was there you know, like they say, everybody has a trigger, right? Right. Um, I really didn't have one. I think I was my own worst trigger. But what was it in your life that do you think that led to your issues in the first place? Just a, a very strong feeling of not fitting in. Um, I'm multiracial, um, and I grew up in Fairfield County. It's where my parents live. I was born in New York City, moved to Westport when I was five. Um, I was around a lot of people that didn't look like me. Um, I father's from England, my mother's from Jamaica. So I had a different upbringing. Um, not so much like the people that I was around. It made me feel different. Mm-hmm. Um, the disease of addiction, something that we're born with a chemical imbalance. Um, those feelings were just a little bit stronger than me. And when I, I'll never forget the first time that I was right. It's important to never forget the first time and the last time is what I've been taught. The first time, all of those sort of not comfortable in my own skin, um, feelings of low self-worth, low self-worth, and things of that nature, uh, they just went away. How old were you? Fifteen. Okay. And um, I quickly said to my friend, I said, listen, uh, I need to do that again. I want to do that every day. I can't. I, th- I thought I had found, right, the, the magical keys, the, the thing that I needed. Um, and that quickly, it, just, it progresses so fast. It, it just led me down the, down the wrong path so quickly. Well, um, I go back to my re- my... Um, when I was in rehab and I remember sitting around in group and this guy telling the story and I've told it before on the show but I think it really fits in here he goes the first time he went to do heroin he said to the dealer he goes how long is this going to last because I've got to be home for dinner at six and the dealer said for the rest of your life wow that's not the truth wow so what's your relationship with your parents like today amazing Um, is it that's so amazing and it happened so fast two years of recovery right i did the math 365 times two that's 730 days 
um, right? A long time, a short time. I know I have a lot further to go, and I'm grateful for every one of those days. Um, and it, and it's slow, right? The trust come back, comes oh, back yeah. slowly. You got to earn that back, man. Go, and the hardest thing to get back. Mm-hmm. I have that today. Um, I show up when they ask me to. I, I, I'm a man of my word. I do the things that I say I'm going to do. Um, to say that they're proud of me is probably an understatement. I'm grateful to have them in my life. They came to Farrell um, on the family on the family uh the family the family outing family day days. or yeah the family, family visit days. day yeah, <laughs> yeah no that's okay they came and visited me wow. um let me know that i they that i had their full support and i'm i was so grateful for that then i don't want to let them down right i have to do this recovery thing for me but a little bit of an added help doesn't hurt right to know how much i i, I think sometimes of how my mother must have felt nice that i didn't come home not knowing where i was months not hearing from me and and that that it helps me stay it helps me not not go back to that life I, I call them often just to check in keep them up to date with what i'm doing um it's a beautiful life i'm here to live it and uh, my relationship with them and my younger sister is just continuing to blossom and it's 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 beautiful wow that's amazing damn it you made me cry <laughs> I that's just that's really great. How, and how old is your sister? She's three years younger than me, so she's 24. Um, she just got a new job, moved across the country. I'm so proud of her. Um, didn't have to deal with the things that I dealt with, and she really works hard at, at what she does, right? Everyone has their own struggles, and she's always worked hard to overcome them, and I'm so proud of her and just happy to be a part of her life. And I'm sure she was worried, too. Um, and so just to, just to share in all her triumphs and successes and her share in mine, she's always the first one to text me hey congratulations i know this is the day hey are we at six months hey how does this work what's up with that that's so great cutest thing it's it's (laughs) wonderful relationships man healthy positive relationships and to be an active member in those it's a whole new life this recovery it's priceless it really is is. and and those moments now you'll remember um because you're you're on the straight and narrow Mm -hmm. Uh, well again i want to give out the um feral treatment information it's f-a-r-r-e-l-l dash tc.com so that's feral dash tc.com obviously you can always google it they're based in new britain we're talking about the great job that they've done with you and that you've done for them in your treatment and that they also treat women there's so many other programs we're specifically talking about your pathway to recovery today but you've been you are and will continue to be such an inspiration ian i mean we've been doing this show for a long time we have and i am now putting you at the top of my list of my favorite favorite, favorite most memorable guests that means a lot. um and you know when i talked to david borzellino you know who runs the whole ship over there um he said i've got a guy for you and i said all right bring it on and david you um you didn't disappoint and i'm sure that our listeners today lisa won't forget this show anytime soon either and my big ask is David's crying too. Will you come back? I sure will. Will you come back? Will you be a permanent friend of the show? I sure will. Listen, any any way that I can get this message out, because I remember, I remember those days thinking that I was alone, thinking that I was a slave to the decisions that I had made, not knowing a way out, right? No light at the end of the tunnel, truly hopeless. I never forget those days, that last day using, right? I spoke about the first day, the last day. (laughs) I'll never forget where I was that night before I went to court. 
in a hotel room by myself, using by myself, watching a sports game on the television and not sure if it was live action, if it was something that was pre-recorded. And, and I did know what game it was. I was very aware, but I had no idea at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and did sort of that fake half sleep that, that us addicts and alcoholics are so familiar with. Woke up in a, in a blur and uh, changed my life forever. You certainly have. Yeah. And I think you changed a lot of lives out there just by being on this program today. So thank you. And we'll leave thank it at you, that. Man. Wow. What a great way to end this program. Continued success, my friend. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for listening to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.